to remind everybody, today we're pushing on with the book called Living the Marshall Way by Forrest E. Morgan. This is Wildcat Dojo Conversations. Hi, and welcome to another show. I'm Sensei Michelle. I'm Sensei Jackie, and today we're without Landon. Wah, wah. You know, he's off doing something way more grown up than we're doing. Have fun, Landon. We do miss you, though. Us. Back to today, however, we're lucky to be joined by Sensei Jim. Hey, Sensei. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me again, Sensei. Glad to be here. Sensei Jim's been on lots of times, guys. You'll need to listen to old episodes to hear about his history. But we do want to mention, before we push on, that his Ivanhoe Dojo in Southwest Ranches is up and running. And where is that located, Sensei? That is on the corner of Volunteer Road and Sterling Road. In Broward County, Florida, folks, just in case you're down here in Broward County listening up. Sensei, isn't that in the firehouse? Yes. So if you see fire trucks, don't be scared. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Good one. Well, today we're pushing on with our latest book project. I just want to say it does seem like this book project has gone on for a really long time. Awesome, Sensei. Because we had our last episode on this in July. But we have spent the last three months dillying and dallying with this. Us. And I'm very prepared for today and very excited about today because we're on part two of Living the Martial Way. You know, I still love that we're really reading books. I do, too. I love that we're reading actual books. I'm having such a good time. I have a few backed up, ready to ask you if we can go on to those. Oh, Special so. correspondence. <laughs> All of us got names from Landon, right? That's uh, it. But to remind everybody, today we're pushing on with the book called Living the Martial Way by Forrest E. Morgan. Us. And although we mentioned at the last episode that you read this book about 20 years ago, Sensei Jim, this section is about honor. When you read this section, did you have any differences in your opinions than when you read it as more of a intermediate student? It's hard to say, Sensei. When I first read it, I was a student and now I'm an instructor. So I'm seeing it in a different perspective but I don't really remember it being so much different good. when I first read it. That's good. Since I didn't read it as a cue, I don't have a, a frame of reference for that. But I do want to mention to our audience that it is absolutely not too late for them to join in. Us. We totally want you to pick up this book, read along, write us. You can write us everywhere all over the web at Wildcat Dojo. Although if they want to see a picture of Sensei Jim, they should go on Instagram and there we're called Wildcat Dojo Conversations. And that's because Wildcat Jojo was taken on Instagram by an adorable school in Germany. They have the most cute kids that you could have, right? Except for ours, of course. Ah, good one. Good one. So if you guys decide to join us, the book is divided into three parts. Each part's over 100 pages, and each part is jam-packed with information. So pick up the book and join in. We're going to get ready to do part three next. Pick up the book, guys. (laughs) Oh, and right now, let's get started on part two. All right, but before we do push on with part two, we have to recap a little bit about what part one was all about. I I would say part one was about understanding how to pick a dojo, Mm -hmm. right? Yes. And in his opinion, you should search for a traditional dojo over a sport karate training facility. Us. But we already told you in the last episode that we're not 100% in agreement with that. In other words, Master Collegian used to say, and I personally agree, that any dojo is better than no dojo. As long as the practitioners are safe. I would also argue that as long as the practitioners give you some sort of a basis for right behavior, 
so that they don't turn you into a bully. Correct, correct. Which is pretty much where this part is going, isn't it? That is it. But before we get into part two, since Jackie wants to add one more thing from part one, which we all loved. What I really loved was his use of all of the karate words, how he would integrate them into the paragraphs. And then when I didn't understand, there was a glossary in the back of the book, which I've used since. And um, I'm really enjoying the fact that he is enhancing our vocabulary. With his writing. Yeah, he is. And uh, one example is he compared the word ki and aiki, as in aikido. Mm -hmm. That's it. And although I had used those two words for all my 40 years of training, I never put those two words as the same two words inside out. Mm -hmm. And it's so cool to have that. So that's enough reason right there. Look up the book, right? That's it. As a reference, even. But on that note, we're going to push on to part two. Sure, Sensei. It's called The Way of Honor. In this section, the author talks about what honor actually is and how to develop your own sense of honor. That's right. And we're going to start like we did in part one by saying something we really liked about part two, which there was a lot. There was a lot to like in part two. That's true. What I liked, Sensei, was how he defined the actions and attitudes necessary to act as an honorable person. I I really like that. It was a little bit of a roadmap. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And just to give you that, and I guess we could call this a little bit of a spoiler alert, but I also think, how could it be a spoiler alert when it's great information? That's it. Those tenets were truthfulness, courtesy, restraint, loyalty, and service. And that's a mouthful right there. It It sure is. But he did define each one of them in the chapter, which is something I know that you like, Sensei Jim, that Mm -hmm. it was part of pin the tail on the right thing. The big picture. Big picture. And I'm just looking at at each one of these things and saying every one of them is challenging. Truthfulness is challenging. Yes. Restraint is challenging, right? Don't we all know? And even loyalty and service. I mean, there's nothing in there that isn't. Okay, let me re-say that. Every single thing in there is something that you have to work at 24-7. Right. And which, as far as I know, no human on the planet can be, quote, correct in those things 24-7. Which he brings up. Yes, he does. Don't give up on yourself when you fail because you're going to. Keep working. And we talk about that in our dojos all the time. You just keep on, you just get up the next day and try again. And he definitely mentions that when you can Make apologies for mistakes. Right, guys? Yes, he certainly does. Okay, Sensor Jackie, go to your favorite before we get too caught up in apologies. Wah, wah. Ah, no apologies for me. What I really liked about this section of the book was how it meshed with all of the things we learned from Master Cleachin and the things that I think most of us teach in our dojos, the attitudes and the way of karate as we see it. And our moral code. He doesn't use the word responsibility in his tenets, but Master Collegian used to talk about this. The better the fighter you become, the more you have a responsibility to be a person of calmness and patience with the chaos of the world around you. He didn't say it like that because he didn't talk like that. But Mm -hmm. that was what I took from him, that those two things rise in equal And that's what leads you to that level of mastery, which, by the way, he gets into mastery in section three. So I'm looking forward to that part. I'm interested in that part. Mm -hmm. But, you know, Sensei, I think that when we do sparring, we are trying to do what you say, to stay calm in a time of chaos. 
and that perhaps that that is one of the ways to teach children and ourselves how to do that. And you're getting into a complicated subject here because the other thing that you should try to learn from sparring is to remain a technical fighter and not get into that anger mode. Mm. Because in that anger mode, and we've said this on the podcast a few times, they didn't make up the term blind anger because it wasn't true. That's right. <laughs> and so you, you're more vulnerable as an angry physical fighter Absolutely. than you are as a technical fighter. And it isn't a personal issue as a technical fighter. You're just doing what is. And I'm putting quotes around the word right. As opposed to taking revenge for the person who hit you the time before. Sensei Jackie's foreshadowing later conversations. I want to get into my favorite part. Please do. My favorite thing about this was I wasn't mad at him at all for all the opinionatedness. <laughs> is that a real word? Opinionatedness? <laughs> it is now. That he just went on and on about in part one. Like I went into part two going, oh my gosh, I hope I like this. And he was so objective in his um, giving of the information as opposed to this is the only way you got to do it like this. And I'm like, yay, I get to just read the information and not have to filter out his opinions. I love that. Awesome. I think that's the basis of the whole book. I think this is the part of the book that he probably wanted to express the most, the section on honor. Yeah, I feel like I feel like he was really into this part too. I do too. He did not phone in this part on honor for sure. Okay. We talked before the recording about things we did not like about this section. And neither Sensei Jim nor I have one, but Sensei Jackie's got a little rant. I have to read a little bit of his writing in order to say this. This is in nineteen ninety-two. He goes, Too often children today forget the sacrifices their parents made for them. And, it's, and that it's a breakdown in a cycle of obligation and filial loyalty. Well, it made me almost chuckle because at least 20 years before this book was written, there was a song in <laughs> Bye Bye Birdie, and the tagline was, What's the Matter with Kids Today? And I have a feeling that even back in the the times of the Middle Eastern nomadic tribes, that there were parents saying the same thing. What's the matter with kids today? I agree with that. Yes. I 100% <laughs> agree with that. I was going to say to you, if you would have told me in advance, I bet we could find something from before the common era of somebody complaining about ungrateful kids. Right. And so by the time you're old enough to have a really grateful attitude, you are no longer a kid. That's it. <laughs> and the three of us are living examples of people who look back on their childhood and say, man, mom, I'm sorry. <laughs> really apologizing for that one, dad. <laughs> right? So true. Yes. So true. So there you go, guys. That's what Sensei Jackie thought that she could get a little rant out of. I'm impressed that you got one. So thank you for that. And she's taking over as pop culture correspondent for today. Landon would be proud. Yes, he would. If you're into musicals, Sensei Jackie and I recommend Bye Bye Birdie. It's dated. And it's an homage to Elvis. Definitely. But it's totally fun. And it's not bad for a Saturday at four o'clock, especially if it's raining. It's not bad for if you are um, have insomnia. Oh, that's also right. Right. Put your right sleep. <laughs> Give you a little sing song, watch a little old Dick Van Dyke. That's correct. It. And Paul, Paul Lynn. Oh, God, stop. He's in it. Yeah, I know. Uh -huh. Is that a riot? Okay. Whew. We've already covered so much. Are you ready to start discussing some quotes? Yes, I'm sorry. Let's, um, let's do that. Okay, this is funny. I know I just said we were going on to quotes, but what I'm going to do instead is I'm going to go in the jump back machine because uh, I'm not going in the way back because I'm only jumping back about 20 minutes. 
Oh, okay. And say, I want to start with just a word that he uses quite often in this section. And that word is Geary, G-I-R-I. And he uses it to mean obligation, which it does, but its exact definition is right reason. And I like that, that right reason, because it opens up the door to the fact that actions are often done in a gray world. It's not specifically a black and white. We want to have a right action. End of story. That's what the three of us are after, correct? Mm-hmm. Us. But he goes into some detail, about 10 pages of detail, about situations where a person guarding another person's honor may actually take vengeance, do a, ah. an action of revenge. And that is a gigantically gray area. So what do you guys think about that? I'm always reminded of Master Collegian's quote that revenge is like salt water. It looks delicious and it looks like it will cool you. But when you drink of it, it could kill you. And I remember him saying, it looks like it's going to save your life, but it's actually going to kill you. Like, can't you hear those words just coming out of (laughs) it? It looks like it's going to save your life. That's a good one, Jackie. And and I want to say that as, as a general rule, we three realize that in the lives that we live, revenge is probably not, what do you think, 0. 0.0000 right, chance sensei. of of having any validity? Okay. Well, we don't live I was going to say relevancy. Us. We don't live in a feudal society like That's right. ancient Japan. And so now we have our court systems, laws that we have to abide by. Which he brings up. Yes, he does. In his, he says, you know, try to go through the channels that are open to you to deal with. The point of the story is he brings up revenge. Although revenge feels sweet, it's probably not. And as a general rule in modern society, the way we live, try to use the legal channels. Okay. Or the proper channels. Proper channels. Yeah, that'll work. Okay. Now onto the quotes, which are going to be, I hope, a little bit more fun. That's right. And I get to start this one, too. I love this quote on page 141. Yes. Only honor separates the warrior from the thugs. Wow, that's really good. I tell people all the time, a karate person without courtesy is just a bully. And that is all he or she is. I like the quote on page 179, where the author says, Remember, a noble warrior weighs his plans for their basis in honor. The pretender acts first, then justifies himself afterwards. And I think that our quotes have a similarity mm-hmm. in that one is acting for what's outside of them and one is acting from what is inside of them. Mm-hmm. And that they have to make the choice as to who they are and who they want to be. And if we just take it to a real simple, simple place, like how a lot of people say there's a lot of lacking of courtesy in social interactions with strangers in the world today. Us. Right? To just walk by that and not exacerbate the situation is a very honorable way to handle it. Yes, just let it go. <laughs> yeah, because that person has the poison inside them. Why let that poison inside you? Exactly. Correct? Right. And I guess that goes back to what he's saying with restraint, to only go to the point which is necessary. And I, I'm thinking of once about how I was in a real, gosh, this must be 20 years ago now. I was in a really crowded fast food place. And I was with somebody who was in her 80s at the time, and she was trying to reach the soda machine, and it was really, really crowded, and the people just kept pushing her back. They were in their 20s, let's say. 
And they kept pushing her back. And I walked up beside her and I said, just like this, you'll just need to excuse us for a minute. <laughs> and I just literally pushed my way on through with her and her cup in also in my own hand and let her get to the soda machine. And then we just backed out. Nobody made a sarcastic remark. I didn't make a sarcastic remark or judge them. They just honestly did not even notice her. That's right. Right. And that's a shame because right. you would want somebody to venerate somebody who is older, but that's just the way it is. That's our society sensei. And I, I fixed it the best I could for her in that moment, making a small deal out of it, blah, blah, blah. Right. Mm -hmm. And she got her drink <laughs> and we can go on with the silly meal. That's it. Or happy meal. Oh, oh, see how I went there? Okay, on that terrible joke, if Landon was here, he would tease me about how bad that joke was. Well, he'll have to listen and ah. then write you. Oh, that would be funny if we got listener mail from Landon. <laughs> we already told him how to get in touch, so we're cool there. What's your quote, Sensei Jackie? My quote is uh, about courage. Mm -hmm. Having courage doesn't mean that you don't feel fear. Fear is a natural human emotion, and honorable people experience it just as dishonorable people do. The thing I like about that quote is how he addresses the fact that you're going to get the butterflies in your stomach or possibly an entire hornet's nest. That's right. Right? That's and that the key is to push beyond it. And I want to say thank you, Mr. Morgan, for that. Us. Anything else on that one, Cincy Jim? If you're going to take revenge, he talked about how you have to have the courage to look the person in the face and take your revenge in person instead of doing it anonymously, sniping at the person. So the person really never knows if it came from you or where it came from. Now, that is interesting. And it does connect Sensei Jackie's fear quote with what we were talking about with Geary Right Reason, doesn't it? It certainly does. Yes. And in today's internet world, it's very common for somebody to be brave from a distance, but not necessarily so much in person, right. right? Keyboard warriors. So what he's saying, what what you remember him saying was, if you feel that revenge is the right thing to do mm -hmm. for some reason, which we all agree that he said revenge is always done in someone else's honor, not for yourself. Right. So we really want to make clear that we are not advocating revenge not in any way, shape or form. But if you do feel a confrontation is in order, then you should do that directly to the person as opposed to the passive aggressive way of being anonymous or whatever, right? I 100% I, I agree with that. That's like the three things, the courage. It was like obligation, justice, and courage. And the courage to actually- Look them in the eye, look right? Look them in the eye and say it. Okay, so what we can do here is we can tie it all together with this last quote, which is on page 156, right, Sensei Jim? Yes, I have it right here, Sensei. To develop your own sense of honor, consciously examine your social interactions for how the tenets of honor pertain. In each, determine your obligation, weigh the situation for justice, then take courage and act. And those three things, the obligation, the justice, and the courage, aren't mentioned necessarily in that beginning set of actions that he wanted you to constantly be aware of, but they're also equally important in his view and in ours. Yes, I'd say. Each one of those could be an entire podcast, or we could spend an entire podcast on our social interactions. Oh, yes. right. Yes. Social yes. interactions are, are what we have. This is what we have rather than warring interactions. That'd be interesting. So we could talk about how karate has changed the way we have our social reactions. Absolutely. It would be interesting. And I'll add one thing here. Countless times we have encouraged you to breathe, take a breath. So 
whether we're talking about anxiety and heart palpitations, whether we're talking about lack of patience because people are a little bit rude, whether we're talking about we're running late, so we're starting to rush around and make mistakes. The key element is to take that breath and that air dropping down into your lower belly really, really does. It's like a miracle how powerful it is. It is, isn't it? Yes. And I believe he does touch on that. Us. But one thing we can say about part two, we are fans. Absolutely. Yes, we are, Sensei. This was a, a most enjoyable read. It's one of my favorite martial arts books, Sensei. And this section this was. Section now, is... when we get to section three, you and I may have to arm wrestle it again. <laughs> we'll see. Let's see how pushy he is, because yeah. section three preview is about the way of living as a martial artist. So we gave him a little precursor in our last seconds there, didn't we? Excellent. Perfect. All right. We've already done contact information since the Jackie. So all we have left is honor athletics, athletics of course. course. Anything karate wise, please get in touch with them at 770-945-5150. Or honorathletics.com. And please use Wildcat Dojo on your checkout so we get credit. Thanks, guys, for doing that. Okay, Sensei Jim, I'm already starting to get excited about part three. Me too, Sensei. Can't wait. <laughs> it's going to be great. We expect to do this right after the holidays for you guys. So keep in touch. And you know what I'd love to ask the audience to do? Do that stuff that you do for podcasts to help them improve their ratings. So you subscribe, tell your friends, rate us, give us a review here and there, and Tell us what else you'd like us to do on the podcast. We would love all that stuff, wouldn't we, Sensei Jackie? We certainly would. And if you're interested in maybe being a guest, let us know about that too. It's a lot of fun. Isn't it? It is. It is a lot of fun. Even though we have to stop every 32 seconds for planes, trains, and automobiles. Trains is a fib. I just like the name of the show. (laughs) It's a great movie. movie. Even though I've totally ended about it a half a dozen times, he hasn't watched it yet. Oh, God. He's way too busy. Oh my gosh, this kid is so busy. He's busier at 13 than a person should be. Yes, he is. That's crazy. But so it is. I'm back to thanking you for being here. That's where we started this craziness. (laughs) (laughs) It was was a lot of fun, Sensei. Thanks for having me. We'll see you soon. Okay, let's do our goodbyes. This is Sensei Jackie saying goodbye. See you next week. And I'm Sensei Michelle, signing out. Thanks for being here. Hope you join us again next week on Wildcat Dojo Conversations.